0: Hello and welcome! You are listening to Modern Beers and 90s Nostalgia. I am your host, Justin Lamb. As per usual, this is episode 21, and we had a bunch of fun stuff for you today, whatever day it is. I might be recording this on a Thursday or a Wednesday or a Sunday or a Saturday. It doesn't matter. It matters when you're listening to this, and hopefully it's frequently. Um, Thank you for tuning in and checking out what is going on 20 years ago and what is going on today. Uh, We got some good beer here that I already poured because it's, you know, delicious. And I'm in a hotel room and forgot a bottle opener. So I came up with a pretty creative way of getting this bottle cap off with a key and not damaging the key. That's the trick because if you can't get into your house... Was the beer really worth it? Um, I did get some good news. I want to give a special shout out to Steve Carlson sending me over an article about my home state. Michigan has uh, the fourth most hop acreage in the country now uh, behind the Pacific Northwest, which I believe is uh, Washington, Oregon, and Idaho all have thousands upon thousands of acres of hops. Uh, Michigan is 4th with 810 acres, which obviously is quite a distance behind thousands, or tens of thousands, but still uh, 4th in the country, and they produce some pretty specific hops. But that is in the Detroit Free Press if you guys want to check that article out. It's pretty pretty nice to see Michigan up there, because you taste the beers that come out of the state, and you know they locally source their stuff, but to read from those hop farmers and find out how great we're actually doing in the uh production and facilitation and hoopla and flabba it's pretty exciting so check that out way to go michigan keep that going i think i'm gonna go find a hop farm and do a tour and it'll be fantastic i'm excited about it and without further ado let's jump into it This week we are drinking beer from Wolf's Ridge Brewing out of Columbus, Ohio. A nice little tap room in a little bit of a snooty restaurant, not in a bad way. It's, I think, self-described from Columbus Beer Snobs as a snooty restaurant. So if you're already a beer snob and you think a place is too fancy, I mean, I think snooty works. Not a huge fan of that word, but I'm going to go with it. But I did get to try about 10 beers while I was there. I did a couple flights, and I remember most of them. Uh, It is a little strange. They don't have a flagship IPA, uh, which is strange because I don't think I've been to a brewery that doesn't. But they do have uh, quite a few others. Um, A double IPA, their Howling Moon. They did a version of that with coconut, which is nice. Uh, The coconut's more of a smell off the top, it's not really a flavor. Uh, A number of barrel-aged beers, and I was about to say barrel-aged stouts, but they also make barrel-aged cream ales, which was really refreshing. I don't think I've ever seen a barrel-aged cream ale, typically barrel-aged stouts. I've had a barrel-aged IPA as well, but never barrel-aged cream ale, and they had a couple of them that they've been working on, Um, delicious. With their barrel-aged almond and hazelnut stout blew my frickin' mind. If you guys are fans of limited beers like uh, Founders KBS and the like, uh, go to Wolf's Ridge if you're in Ohio, because that is right up there with that, if not better. It's seriously delicious. But uh, they didn't have everything available in bottles or growlers. So I took home something called Night Method. It's an espresso milk stout. It looks exactly as you would imagine. It is black as night. Good coffee smell coming off the top, though. Oh, and that flavor is fantastic. Um, You get a very traditional milk stout flavor um, complemented there. With a little bit of chocolate. And then the espresso as it hits the back of your throat. It's really delicious. It was a uh, 6%. We'll read Wolf's Ridge little description here. Our method for infusing coffee into beer yields a bright, aromatic, and complimentary character. Hey, that's what I said, kind of. One line coffee's method, espresso, is a blend of bright fruit notes with a dark, rich sweetness. It is the perfect complement to our milk stout into the night brewed with oats, chocolate, malt, lactose, and method espresso. Night method is a dark and creamy beer full of body with wonderful chocolate and coffee notes. I mean, I liked my description better because it was way more basic, but that's okay. I'm not here to judge. Yes, I am. I made a whole show about it. But it is delicious, and it's a nice tap room that they have down there. They got, you know, large tables and board games and cool little vibe. And, I mean, they had... At least 18 beers on tap all different Um, they even had a really good sour i like and i'm always on the fence with sours so if you are in columbus ohio check it out there's a lot of breweries here but they have weird hours there was like three different breweries we were going to go to and it was a tuesday so they were closed which make why they're closed mondays and tuesdays why be closed at all And if you're going to be closed for brewing purposes, I don't know. It just seems like a weird time. Can't you do it during the day and like open at four? I don't know. All right, guys, I'm just shooting suggestions out there. Columbus breweries. Now getting into this week's topic, if you're anything like me, when you think of Macaulay Culkin in the 90s, you think of a sociopath child murderer, and if you don't, you're probably thinking of Home Alone, but if you're not thinking of Home Alone, you may be thinking of My Girl, Oh, but if you're not thinking of My Girl, you might be thinking about this movie that you either forgot about or your parents didn't let you watch, and that movie is The Good Son, with Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin. I took it upon myself to rewatch this movie today, and uh, holy shit, you know, it's pretty disturbing, and there are a few things that don't really fit in the movie, and I I did a little research and found out, like, Siskel and Ebert gave it two thumbs down, and I think it was uh, Ebert that was like, this should not be out here, we all love Macaulay Culkin as this, you know, lovable child person, and this is destroying our view of him, and or view it said something along the lines of like, it's destroying the innocence or some crap, but uh, it's pretty, it's a pretty messed up movie. if you don't remember it, uh, Elijah woods, mom dies in the beginning from, I believe cancer. And then his dad has to go to Japan for a work trip, like shitty timing dad. Um, And so his dad, David Morris, I believe is his name character actor, been in a billion things. His dad goes to Japan and leaves Elijah Wood with his aunt and uncle and two cousins. And one of his cousins is Macaulay Culkin. And oddly enough, Macaulay Culkin's sister in the movie is his real sister. And Macaulay Culkin's little brother, who is apparently cast somehow, even though you never see him because Macaulay Culkin murdered him, um, <laughs> is actually Macaulay Culkin's real life brother. That's so Elijah Wood and Macaulay Culkin become good friends right away until Elijah Wood realizes Macaulay Culkin is a crazy person uh, who murdered his little brother and wants to murder his sister and his mom and everybody. Because, you know, sociopath. Uh, Super disturbing movie, but I'd like to point out just like some artistic details that will throw you off from the whole film if you really pay attention. First of all, opening credits... On top of being way too long, I'm almost positive the font they use is Comic Sans, which does not fit the vibe of the movie uh, at all, obviously. And I I wish someone would make like a parody version, like just, you know, like they do on YouTube, splice it up and just make a little parody clip. Like, Kevin McAllister's at it again. That would be amazing. So if anyone's got some good editing skills and is bored on a weekend, there you go. There's a project. But, but, uh, on top of the comic sans font, the score to the movie, like when it gets into like some crazy suspenseful scenes, it does have the suspenseful music. But for the rest of the score, there's just this like happy go lucky do <laughs> uh, terrible terrible do 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 you've seen him as the watcher like as this fourth wall you've seen him do these terrible things but still when he is on screen and they're running away from whatever they just did that was i'm sure bad uh you get this it's terrible and i think i just started into a theme song instead there but it's it's takes you away from the whole suspense part of the movie And then there's a frightening dog who chases them across a dock, and it's a pit bull. This is before pit bulls were popular. This is when pit bulls were still being wrestled in Texas. Uh, This pit bull is one of the scariest dogs I've ever seen. I haven't seen Cujo in a long time, but one of the scariest dogs I've ever seen. But don't worry guys, Um, Henry, Macaulay Culkin's character, shoots and kills the dog with a crossbow he built that fires bolts, like bolts you have in your garage. Very strange. Um, And then they dump it in a well, because what else do you do with a dead dog? And then, you know, he proceeds to try to murder his sister and his mom, and it's just... It's a strange, strange movie. It does open. I loved how it opened, because after Elijah Wood's mom dies, which, you know, that's a great way to open any movie, Elijah Wood's just chilling in the front seat of the car, playing a classic Game Boy, black and white screen, Tetris. That's the way it is. It's the way it should be. Um, And then the mom... Macaulay Culkin's mom, not the one that dies, not Elijah Wood's mom, is the mother from the Santa Claus. Yeah, but they do, they set it up to be this epic thriller, and I'll let you guys listen here. This is the, or at least part of, if I don't play the whole thing, but this is the trailer for The Good Son. You know this one? Great big gobs of yeah, greasy t- grimy t- gopher gun, mutilating t- t- monkey meat, a little piggy p- feet, french fried eyeballs, swimming in a pool of blood, Not mm, that sure tastes good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Henry, come on down here. Behind his smile lies a secret.
0: Here. My made two of them so we could be brothers.
1: Behind his eyes lies a plan.
0: Who is he? Mr. Highway. Wow. What are you gonna do with him?
1: And behind the image of a good son.
0: Coming? So what are you guys up to out there? Sorry, Mom. Top secret. Where are we going? We're here.
1: Lies the terrifying truth. Say goodbye. No! you know no, you did? You could have killed people. I feel so sorry for you. I just don't know how to have fun. What? You're a doctor. You know things. Well, some things. What if there was this boy, and
0: he did these terrible things because he liked doing them? Such a sweet little thing. It'd be too bad if something were to happen to her. Yeah. Wouldn't you say he was evil? I don't believe in evil.
1: When innocence is just a mask.
0: Do you really think I'd hurt her? You wouldn't, poor Mark. So violent.
1: When trust becomes a weapon, Ah! Ah! then anyone can become the next victim. Henry. No, Susan!
0: If I let you go. You think you could fly? Macaulay Culkin, the good son. So there you go. That is the trailer for the good son, which I just watched a couple hours ago. And I read up on it and Macaulay Culkin, I guess, you know what? I'm not going to give him too much shit because he was a kid, but Macaulay Culkin's dad was a big tool, which is funny because Macaulay Culkin knows that and they don't talk anymore. And his dad was recently quoted as saying, oh, that's not my son anymore. So, good job, Father of the Year. Um, and I think he, like, stole his money. Child actors, man, they get fucked by their parents every time. It's very strange. Very strange. Are there are there child actors out there that have good parents? Can someone do some research for me and just let me know? Or are you a child actor, or you were a child actor, and you're listening to this, and you're like, oh, my parents were very supportive, and they let me uh, spend my money responsibly. I didn't have a mansion made of super soakers. How fun would that be? But um, I'm curious about that. Anyway, Macaulay Culkin's dad got together with Fox. Because this movie was originally a book and then the guy made the screenplay. And he wanted to make a movie, but they couldn't get the funding. The three people cast as Macaulay Culkin's part before him from 1988 when they were starting to try to get this movie made until '93, when it was made. All had to be recast because by the time they'd get funding or by the time they'd fix a director problem or by the time they'd do anything the kid that was cast hit puberty and so you know, it didn't work that's the problem with trying to cast a 12 year old and Macaulay Culkin's dad really wanted Macaulay Culkin to do this movie because they're like oh we got to show off his dramatic chops you know Uncle Buck sure Home Alone sure he's He's the lovable, goofy kid, but I need people to know that he can be a psychopath. So his dad got with Fox, and this was right around the time that Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, was coming out, or getting made. And his dad uh, used that as a bargaining chip and said, look, you put my kid in this movie, or uh, we're not doing Home Alone 2. Because if there's one thing you want to do, it's be an asshole. Um that's what his dad did to get him in the movie and so they pushed back filming of the movie an additional year because they were going to film lost in new york first and that's what they did so we got to see lovable kevin McAllister, crazy kevin McAllister in new york getting harry and marv getting him again and then uh shortly after that we got to see him kill his family or attempt to so good good stuff (laughs) And this is the second movie Macaulay Culkin died in as a child, My Girl being the other one. Spoiler alert, guess what? It was like 23 years ago, so if you don't know that, you're not gonna see the movie. Uh, if you do wanna rewatch this, it is currently on, what did I watch it on, Netflix? And I, you know, it's worth a watch, or at least like throw it on in the background, watch most of it without paying attention. And Elijah Wood as a kid, obviously adorable. And I did a little research on that too. Elijah Wood, Macaulay Culkin, both child stars. Um, Elijah Wood obviously a little more success later on in life, even though Macaulay Culkin did like Saved with Mandy Moore, which is a hilarious movie. Even with Home Alone and all its constant residual checks, Um, Macaulay Culkin's net worth, 15 million. Elijah Wood's net worth... $18 $18 million. So, Elijah Wood, killing it. Keep that going. You know, with the good son, and he did a Radio Flyer previous to this, which, if you know Radio Flyer, that was a terribly depressing movie where he's like, I'm going to make a plane out of a wagon so I can fly me and my little brother somewhere safe because our stepfather beats us. Like, I can't even get into that. This is the saddest plot line ever. How do movies like that get funded? Good movie, I mean, as a film, but holy shit, man, that's depressing. And thrillers just uh, don't do well on this show, so I should have picked a different movie. (laughs) But uh, after that, I mean, Elijah Wood went on and did Lord of the Rings, obviously, which is probably where a chunk of that money came from. And Macaulay Culkin doesn't do a whole lot. I feel like Kieran Culkin. Isn't that right? His brother uh, has done a little more than him in the last 15 years. But both great actors there's a couple character actors in the good son that you can see in any number of tv shows and movies currently uh elijah wood's dad is the villain on blind spot don't know if you watch that but if you do now you know i'm here for you folks The world oh, the world well, I hope I didn't bring you down too much with that charming look back at such a fucked up movie, The Good Son with Macaulay Culkin and Elijah Wood. I've been saying the F word a lot lately this episode, and I blame uh, Wolf's Ridge Brewing, Night Method, Espresso Milk Stout. That's who I blame. I blame the beer I'm drinking. Anyway... I want to say thank you guys for listening. I will be back in Michigan next week, which will be a fun episode. I got some good stuff planned. I've been on the road for a few weeks and uh, trying out all sorts of new breweries across this great Midwestern section of the country and more of that to come. But I will be back home next week with uh, some good stuff. How good? This good. Oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah, that good. So check that out. Stick around for that. If you want to suggest any topics or you have hate mail from Macaulay Culkin for me, you can send it to Justin at JustinLambMusic.com or you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram or Facebook at Beers and 90s. That's B-E-E-R-S-A-N-D-9-0-S. And check us out online at those places because I'm constantly posting pictures and Videos and finding new beer and telling you guys about it. I need to use Twitter more, I think, but we'll get there. It's a slow process, folks. But uh, check it out and check out our website justinlammusic.com/podcast. And if you want to talk about something on the show, and I know you, or you are just an expert in an area, let me know. We'll get you on there we got some good topics coming up the rest of uh, February and March. Planning ahead, folks. Thank you for listening. Nice little short episode this week. I'm going to go put some pants on and eat German food. Because when you're in Columbus, you wear pants and you eat German food. Have a good week.
1: Around me all I can do to try and breathe Let me
0: breathe. Hello and welcome. You are listening to nineties nineties beer. <laughs> oh Christ, what am I doing? Alright. <laughs> show only about 90s beer today we have a red dog (laughs) tomorrow we'll have a bud dry it's then that's it that's our entire run our show is over all right let's try that again